0: Today, Dr. Kashi discusses the intricate and kind of spooky field of psychobiology. He talks about how stress affects health, but maybe in a slightly different way than you're used to. Roll the intro! Hello! Hello! And welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Today's lesson is a scary one and stressful one for Dr. Cashy because he is going to attempt to convey the, the beginnings or the primings of the psychobiology of the human stress response. Okay, Some real science on how stress makes you fat, sick, miserable or miserable sick and fat whichever sort of (laughs) combination you prefer okay however since you have a i guess an operational understanding of the sro model here you know frustrating stimulus behavioral response and uh, the outcome of that response constructive or destructive outcome which may become its own frustrating stimulus this this has a massive impact on people's lives, because although it is discussed philosophically, and in terms of real life situations, it's heavily rooted in real human cognitive science and psychobiology. Okay. If you want um, further explanation on the SRO model got tons of stuff there. So just just drop a comment or send a message over and T will direct you (laughs) T will direct you okay. Now, so this is an introduction to, to the science of what the, the human psychobiological stress response looks like. And it's, it's helpful to think of it as two things. Okay, There's the stressor and there's the response instead of the stress response as one thing. Okay, Now there's a bunch of things involved. So this is an attempt to give you about six different steps or so to give you an idea of like, this is all the stuff that happens in in between that space between stimulus and response, the most important part, arguably, and what you do have control over in the context of mediating the response, mediating the frustrating stimulus, and mediating the outcome. One second here. So the first step in this stress response is of course, the stressor. Now this stimulus can be psychogenic, Or biogenic. This means that it can be real, quote, or imagined, quote. It is just anything that grabs your attention. It is anything that grabs your attention. That's it. Now, the next step is what's called cognitive appraisal and affective integration. You'll learn what all these fancy words mean, so it's cool. It's all good. This is essentially your thinking, your feeling, and your urging. So your cognitive appraisal is kind of like your thinking and your feeling. And your affective integration is kind of like your feeling and your urging. This is taking your thoughts and turning them into feelings kind of sort of all right and what you want to do with those feelings as it were. The next step the third step is called neuroendocrine potentiation. So we're just going to call this a neurological cue. Now this is a fancy term for well your brain talks to itself. So the stimulus is something in the environment or something imagined that gets your attention, right? The cognitive appraisal and effective integration, your thinking, feeling, and urging, is essentially you talking to your brain. The neuroendocrine potentiation, the neurological cueing, is essentially your brain talking to itself, (laughs) where your thinking, feeling, and urging starts to potentiate your neuroendocrine system. We'll get through what all this means, right? Now, the next step is the brain talks to the endocrine system. So you talk to your brain, your brain talks to itself, and then the brain talks to the endocrine system and what most people recognize as the so-called fight or flight. Fight or flight. After fight or flight, this is where your brain starts talking to the rest of your body. Those signals start reaching the rest of your body to your endocrine system, right? And then your endocrine system starts to talk to the rest of your body. This is called organ activation. That's the interesting part in the context of healthness and fatness and misery and all that stuff is all those signals end up getting to the rest of your body eventually, all right? Your body is getting the fight or flight message and now your, your, your psychological stimulus is now effectively a bodily stressor. So this is where a stimulus gets converted into a stressor. That's what that means, right? And then lastly, there's the response the behavioral response in this case. So this is where you do something to avoid, shrink, or get rid of the stimulus. Boop. So these are all the steps. We're gonna go over stimulus first, right? Stimulus can be psychogenic or biogenic. This means that you you can experience something, okay? Or you can imagine something. This is just anything that grabs your attention. It's a stimulus. Is it a stimulus or a stressor? Well, it's time to find out. Right now, it is just a general stimulus it gets your attention. Now, psychosocial stressors are like, like I said, either real or imagined. They're real or imagined environmental events that that so-called set the stage for the body's biobehavioral response to stress. You see something or think of something and it might turn into a heart attack. It might turn into obesity. It might turn into a bunch of things. And this is the process that gets you there. Okay. So this is essentially priming the body for its, for its biological response and behavioral response to the stimulus. What the organs do and what the person does. External events, okay, like injury, or drugs like caffeine, they may cause an acute stress response, behavioral response, like ouch, and then jumping away. Or high heart rate and heavy breathing when you take a bunch of drugs, (laughs) okay? But chronic, frustrating, misery-inducing, sickening, fattening, and destructive stress works through what are called cognitive appraisal mechanics. So we go through the stimulus, something gets your attention. Well, then once, once it gets your attention, what do you do with it? There's a cognitive appraisal process and effective integration process. This is the cognitive appraisal process. Now, is your thinking, feeling, and urging your cognitive appraisal and effective integration. This is where you take a general stimulus and you turn it into a specific stimulus a specific stimulus where you decide what kind of attention you give it and how much. So you talk to your brain, your environment talks to you, and now you are talking to your brain, right? Now for the cognitive appraisal process, it's just that. It's the thoughts you have about this this stimulus. What kind of stimulus is it? How big of a stimulus is it? What does this stimulus mean at this very moment? How urgent of a stimulus is this? So that's what happens during the appraisal process. You're making an evaluation of what you're experiencing. After you make that evaluation in cognitive appraisal, you move to affective integration, which is essentially your thoughts and feelings turn into feelings and urgings kind of sort of, okay. This is where you get a, what's called a matured inference. So what does this stimulus possibly mean about me, about my immediate future or further into the future? So, We've recognized this is a stimulus. We have some sort of urgency. We have some sort of, you know, size and scope, but what does it mean once we decide what it is? Ah, okay. This process determines if a stimulus, an attention-getting event, becomes a psychological stressor or a frustrating stimulus, a taxing event on on your psychology and then possibly on your biology after that. So most most stressors are indeed psychosocial stressors, okay? Things that happen in your environment between other people, et cetera, et cetera. For this reason, one might argue that stressors, like beauty, reside in the eye of the beholder. And this is something that gets echoed in the SRO model and during all the lessons you have, is that your interpretation of these events end up determining, might be the biggest determining factor in whether or not a stimulus becomes a taxing stressor or not, okay? Well, how do you know this? How do you know this? Well, a hundred people can sustain the exact same stressful event and have a variety of responses. Some positive, some negative, some neutral. This means that the differentiating factor is in the cognitive appraisal and affective integration process, okay? This is the differentiator right here. This is a lot of what the SRO model espouses and talks about, okay? In other words, it is your beliefs about how the world operates. And if your beliefs about how the world operates is in conflict with what is actually happening, well, it's definitely going to go from a stimulus to a taxing stressor, frustrating stimulus, okay? So this experience you have will only garner action, will only garner action if you appraise it as action-worthy okay hopefully that makes sense i'll say that again the experiences you have they only garner action if you appraise it as action worthy now this is a conscious and modifiable process this is what this is a big reason of what tkn is here for that's part of what the sro model is around for okay now it can be rational and constructive or it can be impulsive and destructive right now we're moving on to the next step the neurological cueing fancy words here neurological cueing Now, this is where you're thinking and you're feeling and you're urging what you think of the stimulus and what you think the stimulus means that where you're talking to your brain. Now, your brain takes that information and starts to turn it into a biological response. This is where your brain talks to itself. Your brain takes your thoughts and your feelings and your urges and starts converting them into stronger biological signals instead of just language. It starts converting that language into biochemistry. Mm. This is the beginnings of what people understand as fight or flight. This is the biological potentiator of self-perpetuating feedback loops, okay, where nastiness breeds more nastiness, okay? (laughs) I am unhappy because I eat, I eat because I'm unhappy, and that stresses me out, and that makes me miserable, but I eat because of blah, blah, you know, that sort of stuff, okay? A lot of it's ingrained in this sort of biology. Frustrated thoughts lead to frustrated feelings, which lead to frustrated and impulsive urges, leading to frustrated biological signals. Biological signals, which can make you <laughs> make your frustrated and thoughts and urges become stronger. Also known as frustration sensitivity you become sensitive to your frustrations. You become, you become frustrated about your frustrations, all right? So this neurological cueing, okay, the environment talks to you, you talk to yourself, you talk to your brain, your brain talks to itself, and now your brain is starting to talk to the rest of the body, boop, okay. The brain talks to the endocrine system now. Stress hormones and the like, the exactness of the stress hormones is, is out of the scope, okay? Uh, they start moving around the circulatory system and start interacting with other parts of your body, like your stomach, like your thyroid, like your adrenals, right? This fight-or-flight system, as well as other systems, like other endocrine axes, are now ramping up and or ramped up. This is now the kicker, okay? Your brain starts sending signals to the endocrine system, and now the endocrine system is sending signals to other places. To other places now. Boop. All right. Your body gets the message, and now your psychological stimulus, your, your frustrating event, your frustrating stimulus is now, now effectively a bodily stressor. The conversion from psychology over to biology is now essentially complete. Your organs are now activated by an environmental occurrence or, or a visualized, fabricated occurrence in your mind okay if you sit down and you think of something scary your heart rate might go up that is this okay something can jump out in front of you and you can get scared and your heart rate might go up okay that's what's going on is this stuff it happens pretty fast okay so now your body gets the message and your stimulus now effectively becomes a bodily stressor a bodily stressor taxing you okay And it turns on other endocrine axes, your homeostatic balance starts becoming disturbed. This can eventually lead to a so-called new normal where your stomach, your intestines, your thyroid, your adrenals, your pancreas, all sorts of other organs that are useful to you. They start changing in a way that's bad (laughs) as a way to try and adapt to the chronic frustrating stimulus that is either real or imagined. So you can imagine yourself into real physical illness essentially is what this means. Okay. Now should stress arousal be excessive, right? Either acute, either acutely intense or in its chronicity, like a lot of it, uh, target organ dysfunction, right? The, the hormones that are, that are now in a uh, communication with those organs, they can activate them too much for too long. And that organ will start getting tired and beat up and scarred and then all sorts of sad. And so will you, and so will you, okay? Now this leads to the behavioral response, the behavioral response. This is where, okay, you do something once your organs are active, okay? You get the environment to talk to you. You talk to your brain about the environment. Your brain talks to itself. Your, your brain then talks to the organs. The organs talk to the rest of your body. Now your body's talking to you again. Now you have to decide, what do I do? What do I do? How do I respond to avoid, shrink, or get rid of this stimulus? Okay. Mm. Now the result of that response can have a positive or negative result. This is where things get interesting. You do something to avoid, shrink, or resolve the stimulus and the result of that response can have a positive or negative result. Yes, you get if you you get closer to what you want is a positive result, or you can get further away from what you want, which is a negative result. Now, your outlook on that result, your outlook on that result determines your outcome. So you can have a negative outlook on your result. A negative outlook on your result is effectively what leads to organ damage, disease, visceral adiposity, which is a fancy word for extra fat in the tummy area, impulsivity. More likely to do dumb stuff. This is a potentiation and perpetuation of the stimulus. The stimulus gets worse and stays around longer and in other words you also develop a frustration sensitivity. You develop a frustration sensitivity your response because of the outlook you have on that result becomes its own stressor and it starts all over again but worse but worse okay A positive outlook will result in attenuation of the frustrating stimulus. That's a fancy way of saying that it shrinks or resolves. It shrinks or resolves. You become more resilient when frustrated. Your ability and capacity to come back from being stressed is greater. You get a greater tolerance to frustration, which means you'll be tougher. You'll be tougher and make it so you are harder to stress out to begin with. And you are prepared for new, you are prepared for new and more challenging stressors. You end up getting a new stimulus for something else. New and better challenges. Okay? That's what all this means. And along the way, your organ activation affects your thoughts, feelings, and urges. Your fight or flight response affects your thoughts, feelings, and urges. Your neurological cueing impacts your thoughts, feelings, and urges. And your feelings and urges affect your thoughts and feelings, etc., etc. So you can have all sorts of nastiness going on in between stimulus and response. A lot of stuff happens in here. And it can perpetuate itself and make the stimulus worse before the response even comes. Why is that? Well, because. You have to interpret your bodily responses to this stimulus. And you say, oh, crap, I'm getting, I'm getting worked up. Oh, God, I'm getting worked up because, oh, God. And then you do something dumb. And that dumb thing is probably going to be destructive and become its own frustrating stimulus again. So there you have it. <laughs> there you have a little bit of science on the psychobiology of the human stress response. Thank you for learning. You learned a lot. Questions are welcome. Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out!